1: Today, Superman forces a confession out of front, Grand Master of Illyria, and exposes him as a German Nazi, planning to take over the lost city. Who's that calling on your shortwave receiver? I do not know. You know, and you're going to tell me, or I'll break you in two. Stop.
2: You're crushing me.
1: Talk and talk fast.
2: All
1: right. I will tell you. Go ahead. I will tell you, because it is
3: too late for you or anyone else to do anything. Even now, an army of 5,000 armed Germans is approaching Illyria. I have gathered them from all over the continent. They are joining me here to take over the city and once more to build up the great and glorious Nazi
2: state. I'll...
1: Gang, did you know that there's a giant eye which gazes up into the heavens? Sees there. Who knows? Maybe the secret of life itself? This giant eye is the New Hale telescope, largest on Earth, designed and built to enable man to peer into the heavens and there to see and examine the most distant parts of the universe. It took 13 years to make this miraculous telescope, whose reflecting mirror, 200 inches wide, is a scientific and engineering achievement as nearly perfect as man can make it. But the result is worth the effort. For this window to the stars may one day show us the outposts of time and space, the mysteries of the world and of man. Planets and suns that we know nothing about may soon become known and understood by all of us. Yes, we know we live in a whose boundaries go even beyond our imagination. And now this new telescope may bring us closer to those boundaries for the ultimate benefit of all mankind. Now think for a second, gang. Can you see how against this majestic and awesome background of time and space, the bickering and swabbling of people and nations becomes not only stupid, but ridiculous? For one look through the Hale telescope shows us very clearly that we are only one tiny part of the great universe. And our troubles and hatreds thereupon become so unimportant by comparison that we should be bashed at for making so much of them. So instead of spending our energies, our very lives, making wars and fighting our neighbors, let's all try to spend our energies finding out more about the fascinating world we live in and how we can do a better job of living in it. Now, don't you think so? And now, the adventures of Superman! Yesterday, as you remember, Superman rescued Herkameen from the gallows, and flying high over the thunderstruck crowd in the public square, the man of steel deposited the aged counselor in a forest clearing with Jimmy Olsen. Then, giving the boy and the old man instructions to wait for him, Superman flew back to the city to settle the score with front. Surprising him at a secretly installed shortwave radio, Superman forced him to admit he was a German Nazi who had escaped from Berlin. Suddenly, the radio receiver blurted out an urgent call in a German accent. I I'll coming threatening to crush Franz in his bare hands. Superman once again forced the renegade Nazi to identify the voice on the radio. Franz admitted it was the leader of an army of five thousand Germans on their way to take over Illyria to use it as a secret base for rebuilding the Nazi state. Immediately, the Man of Steel flew the hill just outside the open gates of the city. There, an amazing sight met his eyes. I can see them now, thousands of them, all armed to the teeth. And they're killing. Stand back and close the gates of your city! Hurry! Now then, these big boulders piled up here will come in handy. Up with this... It must weigh five tons. Now, into the air with it.
2: Up, up, and away! Said. Look up!
1: Here it comes! At it! Now, back for another one. I'll keep this up as long as the rocks last. Away! Moving down for another huge boomer, Superman wages his own one man bombing attack across his panic stricken the army, while the whole population of Valeria swarms to the gate, to witness the miracle of saving their city. But meanwhile, and a few of his traitorous henchmen are gathered in the Grand Palace. Grand Master of Illyria is furious and desperate. Who is this creature who flocked? Where did he come from? We do not know, sire. He appeared as out of nowhere. Did you not say that one of the guards saw two strangers, a man and a boy, in a public square behind the gallows? That is so, sire. Then where are they? They disappeared. So, they disappeared into nowhere. And this devil appeared out of nowhere, huh? You are fools, all of you. We are the other gods. All but two have disappeared. it, sir. Do they know how we treat the Zertzels in the German army? They say you tricked them, sire. And that now they will stand against you, even if it means their
3: lives. Ah, oh, that is bad. It means these people are not as soft
1: as I thought. I fear, sire. Whatever thou wilt try is now doomed to failure. We will see about that. Thou hast planned. Yes, that. I have planned. If I cannot use Illyria to rebuild the glorious Nazi state... Then I will see to it that Deliria is white from the face of this earth. I will burn the into the ground, so that nothing will be left but at But will not the creature with the red cape who flies stop thee? He is too busy now. Come with me, Quickly. <laughs> And so, while Superman still battles relentlessly against the quickly diminishing army, Sons and a few henchmen who are still faithful to him light torches and proceed to set fire to the city of Illyria. Meanwhile, Herkamine and Jimmy wait impatiently in the forest clearing. For some time now, ominous sounds have been reaching them. Sounds they can neither identify nor understand.
3: Do you hear that, Herkamine?
1: I'm a son. Curious sounds to the air. They have to thunder. It
3: sounds more like there's some kind of a fight going on in Illyria. But what worries me is we're Superman and we're Clark Kent.
1: We must wait and be patient, boy. I don't
3: want to be patient anymore. They might be in trouble.
1: What would I do? Join the fray myself?
3: I guess you're too old. But, Hercules, I mean, if there's a fight and if Mr. Kent is in trouble, I got to Don't you see? I just got to
1: I understand, my son. We will set forth at once for Illyria. I shall lead the way. Come. <laughs> So, oh, Jimmy Olsen and Herkameen start their journey toward the walls of the city. And even further away, a frail girl, the Princess Rev Payton, hurries from her hut to her friend the chief of the native tribe.
4: May I speak, you Hero?
1: Speak, Princess.
4: I fear for my country. I fear for a first Mr. Kent, and the first
1: What you want, I do.
4: You'll go, i to find them.
1: White men say you wait here.
4: I, that I know, but I'm well rested now. It is not disobedience which spurs me on, but the desire to help my friends. Let me be in trouble.
1: Very well. I will order strongest and swiftest runners to carry you. I will before.
4: Good. Let us hasten, then. Let us delay no longer.
1: At once, Princess. I'll go. my lender. Little while Ref Hayton, the chief, and two runners set forth for her troubled land. Meanwhile, Hercomine and Jim are approaching that part of the wall outside Elyria where Superman had originally broken through. Wait, James. What's the matter, Hercomine? Come on, approach us.
3: Where? I don't see anything. Look
1: behind us. We
3: listen. It's the chief of a headhunter.
1: Aye, and with him is Ref Peyton, my princess.
3: Ref Hayton? Holy smoke. She shouldn't have come here. This is no place for a girl. How can what is happening in We don't know ourselves. But whatever it is, it's something pretty terrible. Can you climb
4: these walls? Is it at all possible?
3: No, wall no, is high. We don't have to.
4: There's a hole here we can crawl through. But you stay outside, Ripta. Illyria is no place for you. Nay. In my country need. Means... I will not think of protecting myself.
1: My princess, I am proud of thee. My teachings have not fallen on barren ears.
4: Well, okay, it's just around the corner. Let's get going.
3: Classical heaven, be
2: Nay, my eyes do deceive me. Wonderstruck,
1: our three friends catch their first glimpse of what is going on outside the gates of Illyria. It is a sight that makes them doubt even their own eyes. How far has Superman succeeded in hurling back the pole? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Only a moment ago, we left our friends, Jimmy Olsen, Red Payton, and Herkameen, staring with unbelieving eyes as they behold the incredible feat being performed by Superman outside the gates of Illyria. Deadly and relentlessly, he has been fighting his lone battle against a horde of armed Germans. He has torn stones from the mountains, trees by their roots from the ground, and hurled them in the face of tanks and guns. Now he is finishing off the last of the enemy in hand-to-hand combat.
3: Just look at him! He picks them off like they were flies.
1: He's unbelievable.
3: Kathleen, James, look!
1: What's me, behind? What's the matter?
3: Look over there! Flames are bursting from this window. He's alerted. she's alive, and from that house over there too. Aye, and that one there. Oh, look, at it sure to be flaming, Mr. Kent. Where is he? Where is he? Stay
1: my boy. Take care of the building. The rest is about the call. I don't
3: care. i got
2: to find Mr. Kent.
1: i got to find him. To the warnings to breath Peyton and Berkman, Jim rushes toward the now furiously burning house, where helpless and aghast, his friends watch him stumble through the flaming door. Clark Kent is not in the fiery building. As Superman, he is still taking off the last of the armed Germans. What will happen? How will Jim be saved from this new danger into which his young courage and loyalty to his friend has led him? Listen tomorrow for the final chapter of this exciting story on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in
5: Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for
1: the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater.
0: Behold, my losses. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, huh? It's the Loot quick subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive Loot on Surprises go up to do your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. Ha ha ha! From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Calabunga To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Do Loot Crate box. What's with today, huh? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Being bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Today, Superman re-enters the gates of malaria to find the city in flames. And Jimmy Olsen trapped in a burning building. <laughs>
2: the
4: missing James is in that flaming building.
1: Jimmy, in that building? He in to save the life of Mr. Kent. He's got the roof about to collapse. I've got to save him. Up,
2: up, and away!
5: Gang, how would you like your pup to be judged the best of all the dogs of every breed in America's most important dog show? Well, thousands of people jammed Madison Square Garden last year just to see that lucky winner, Warlord of Mazelaine. Congratulations poured into Nate Levine, the man who handled and trained Warlord. But to Nate, it was just one more prize to add to his selection. For Nate Levine is the greatest dog handler in America, and winning prizes is an old story to him. You see, Nate won his first prize when he was all of ten years old, and he hasn't stopped winning ever since. He won that first prize of his with a lovely little collie named Pine Ridge Sweet Mary. It was something to see when that 10-year-old kid proudly walked up to accept the coveted award he had snatched from under the noses of the professional dog trainer. Well, that started him on his career, and he's stuck to it ever since. But when it comes to naming his favorite kind of dogs, Nate can't do it. I just can't pick a favorite breed. I don't have any, he told us. There are wonderful dogs of every type and kind. Wonderful collies, boxers, scotties. After all, dogs are pretty much like people. Just as you don't have all the best people belonging to only one race, so you don't have all the best dogs belonging to only one breed. I like a dog because of its individual qualities, and not because it happens to be born a member of a certain breed. Well, Nate, you should know. Gang, at the end of this program, we'll give you some training tips for your dog from Nate Levine. Be sure to listen.
1: And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman. Yesterday, as you remember, Superman single handed met the armed German invaders at the gates of Illyria, determined to wipe them out. The troubled people gathered to watch the battle, and looking on, learned that a ruthless enemy must be met with ruthless force. But meanwhile, within the city itself, Franz and his henchmen resolved that if they could not conquer Illyria, they would destroy it. And so they started to set fire to the houses, the public buildings, the museums beginning with his own palace. This furious blaze was the first to meet the startled eyes of Jimmy Olsen, Rev. Peyton, and Herkameen, as they entered the city in search of Clark Kent.
4: Oh, look! over there!
1: The house of France is
4: Who could have done this? none of the enemy have entered these walls while Superman scanned it without.
1: France himself must have committed its lowest of crimes. Mr. Kent,
4: he said he was coming back here to see France. Speaking him
3: Richard. He must be in. Burning house!
1: I'm going after him. Wait, James! It is too dangerous.
3: It
4: will do me no good to take Spencer's car. I'm it? not going to wait, not another minute. Perkamine, there are traps.
1: Miss Hewes left his friends in danger. Look! And...
4: Look! He enters the the blazing building even now. I
1: may the heavens watch over him. Hello, Ratigan. Perkamine. Where's Jim? Superman. I. What's the matter?
4: This is the in. you're concerned for him. Oh, where is he? Mr. King. I and despite all our warnings, he ran even now into young Blazing House. You mean. Jim? In that inferno? Wait, Scott, I've got to go after him.
2: Up, up, and away! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh the
1: smoke Thank you. Jim! Jim, where are you? Jim, answer me! Uh oh. Roof is not even collapsed. Got to find that boy. Gordon Kiddie went in to save me. Jim! Jim, do you hear me? Wait a minute. Oh, there. Over towards the right. That's Jim under a fallen beam. Hold it in here. Up with it. Okay, Jim, you're all right now. I've got you, boy. Up! Up! And away! okay, um, Jim. It's okay. I... Come on, boy, open your eyes.
3: Listen, listen. Where,
1: where am I? You're with me, Jim.
3: With you? Oh,
1: Superman. That's right. Now breathe deeply. Get that uh, smoke out of your lungs.
2: I'm
3: I'm all right now. Oh, I
1: hope so. You know enough not to run into burning buildings? I got to you just in time.
3: Yep. Mr. Kent. I didn't find Mr. Kent. Oh, he's
1: okay. You don't have to worry about him. You sure? Of I'm sure. Okay, if you
3: say so. See, I feel like a ten ton cuff, but lifted off my chest. Ah, that means your lungs are clear. But keep on taking deep breaths. Oh, I'm fine. I'm honest, I am. But hey, look, Superman! All of Illyria burning. The whole city.
1: Yes, Franz did that part of his job well.
3: But you took care of the Nazis who were trying to get in, didn't you? Yes,
1: I don't think they'll bother anyone again, Jim.
3: Yeah, I saw you slugging it out with them. Gee, that was something.
1: No more than they deserved. Say, look, Jim. Rev. Peyton and Herkameen are running toward us. Let's go and meet them.
3: Sure thing. Go on. Rev. Well, Peyton. This is so indeed Jim. I was frightened for it, Oh, it was nothing. I'm fine. I am glad I am for that.
1: It was a brave thing to do, lad, but foolhardy. Well, it's all over and done with now. No sense talking about it anymore. Thou dost not welcome this discussion of brave deeds, Superman. Well, perhaps then, thou wouldst take it amiss, for I could thank thee in the name of Elyria for saving us from the you invader. Know. Oh, I'm glad I could help, but... You know, back home, we've learned that it's our business to worry about our friends as well as about ourselves.
2: Aye,
4: and we in Illyria understand that too. Now that we've seen again, that freedom must be fought for. Look, look how the people swarm now from the gate. Wonder and fury still in their faces.
1: Let's get to work and start putting the fires out. Nay, Superman, from the bottom of my heart, I thank thee. But the hopes of my people are already too far gone for thee to save now. Whatever there is to salvage, they must start to do themselves. I understand, Herkameen. You're a wise man. I thank thee, Superman. But I await the decision of my people. Whatever their fate, I will share it with them. People of Illyria, gather water and sand and put the flames to rest. They are your homes to be fought for and saved by you alone. And so, even in the face of tragedy... Courage and the hope for life surge up in the hearts of Illyria's people. Fronted with a ruined city, they do not surrender themselves to despair because on this day they witnessed the sight which gave them new courage and new life. The invader has been repulsed. Now they fight to save what they can of the glories of Illyria. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Superman, having subdued the invading German army, finds that Jimmy has entered a burning building in search of Clark Kent and rescues him just as the house collapses. The two then rejoin Herkimin and Red Payton. Together they watch his other houses and buildings leap into flames. But Herkimin insists that this time his own people must fight for their homes. As we rejoin them now, the people of Illyria and Superman are engaged in the heroic task of putting out the leaping flames and salvaging what little they can from France's tour of destruction. Listen. See, the people are aroused against that's not so good, Hercameen. They might get out of hand.
3: Gee, hey, they get ready to burn him in oil. I have never seen our people so over them.
1: Shall we follow them? I'd like to get to Franz first. I've got something to settle with him. They
3: caught him. But they've got him and the two guards with him.
1: No, they move towards the square. There's a station there.
4: You feel it's the people's right You've got something to be afraid of. Not
2: but now.
3: this
1: is not the way. There are other means of dealing with traitors.
3: Hey, look what
1: they're doing. I'm into the very scatel where I stood only a few hours before. Don't Yes, Don's built that scaffold to hang Herkime.
3: Boy, oh boy,
2: some twist. Now they've got
1: him there. Hang him. That's to the traitor! Superman, Superman, this is not good. Either. No, Herkime. You stay here with Brad Peyton and Giffey.
2: You'll take him. i better
1: handle this my own way. Now, right over the heads of the crowd to the scaffold.
2: Away! People of Illyria, listen to me I
1: beg of you, listen People of Illyria, all that I wish to say is this You saw yourselves how on false evidence and wicked accusations The princess Rev Patan and the wise Herkameen were condemned to death They were condemned without benefit of fair trial
2: It's out, it's out.
1: Now, here on this scaffold, you are doing the same thing to Franz. He is guilty. He betrayed us. Yes. yes, I believe he is guilty. But he still has the right to a fair trial in a court of law where his punishment must be decided with reason, with wisdom, and with justice. A fair trial is the first foundation of a true democracy. great Superman speaks wisdom, my people.
2: Yes, Superman is right.
1: Let justice be the first cornerstone of the new Illyria, which will arise from the ashes of the old. No matter what the trials and tribulations, justice will always triumph. And so the mystery of Princess Rev and the Sleeping Beauty comes to an end. And shortly, Superman, with Jimmy Olsen in his arms, will be speeding back toward Metropolis where all unknown to him. A new and baffling adventure is already taking shape and form. (coughs) Fellows and girls, beginning Monday, Superman, with the help of Batman and Robin, tackles a sinister and mysterious menace in Chapter 1 of The Secret of Meteor Island. Don't miss it. It's one of the strangest stories you'll ever hear. Listen Monday, same time, same station, for the beginning of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of
2: Superman.
5: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth
2: and justice.
1: Today, a panic message from Lois Lane sends Clark Kent hurtling into action as Superman. Superman.
4: Stop everything and get out here at once. Get out where,
1: Lois? What's happening? I'm
4: in a drugstore at the corner of River
1: Drive, 132nd Street. River Drive
2: and 132nd Street? That's right. Now
4: hurry, talk but... Something terrible
2: has happened. Hurry!
1: Gang Sochi Sakamoto, as we told you before, is recognized as one of the greatest swimming teachers in the world. For in the past seven years, he has developed twice as many national champions as any other coach. Sakamoto is a Japanese-American who lives on the island of Maui, not far from Honolulu. He had his first outstanding victory in 1937, when his teenage protégés won virtually all the races at the Hawaiian Championship Indoor Meet. Swimming experts immediately wanted to know how Sakamoto had made champions out of 13- and 14-year-old lads. Well, to everybody's amazement, it turned out that Sakamoto had been training the kids in a shallow, narrow, sugarcane irrigation ditch miles from the ocean. And from that bunch of kids came six of the fastest swimmers in the world, and teams which have won four United States national championships. But Sakamoto's most wonderful triumph came with a part Hawaiian named Bill Smith. Bill had been stricken with typhoid fever, which left him unable to move his arms or legs. His dad, who had heard of the great coach, sent him to Takamoto. And in two years, the boy practically turned into a fish. On May 23, 1941, in Honolulu, Bill Smith broke three world records for the 8, eight 900, and 1,000-yard distances. The next night, he broke the 550, 700, and 800-yard record. Honolulu went crazy with joy, as the once fever-crippled boy proved himself to be the greatest middle-distance swimmer in the world. And Takamoto's prized pupil. Later in this program, gang, will give you some tips from Sushi Takamoto on how you can improve your swimming. So, keep listening. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman's exciting and fantastic adventure in the land of the Princess Rev. Satan has come to an end. And now, a new mystery has arisen to confront the Man of Steel, the full importance of which he does not yet realize... As we join Superman now, he is in his office at the Metropolis Daily Planet. In his guise of Clark Kent, he looks up, a puzzled frown on his face, as cub reporter Jimmy Olsen enters. Do
3: you want to see me, Mister
1: Kent? Oh yes, Jim. Hustle down to Pier Eight. will you're the Eastern Queen docking there at noon. Oh, you and... want me
3: to interview some big shot that's coming in on the boat, huh?
1: Well, I don't know. Huh? No, you see, I, I just got a tip. Two tips, in fact, that a terrific story is going to break when the Eastern Queen docks. Oh, so what kind
3: love...
1: of a story? I have no idea, Jim. Well,
3: who gave you the tip?
1: I don't know that either. Oh, now, look, Mr. No, on Kettle... the level, Jim, on the level, we received a radiogram a little while ago sent from the Eastern Queen by somebody with the initials E.W. E-W?
2: Uh-huh,
1: but don't ask me who E.W. is you because... You don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. The message is that a terrific story would break at noon today when the Eastern Queen docks, and for us to be sure to have a reporter
3: there. I wonder because what... A
1: few minutes ago, some man called... He refused to give his name, but he repeated the same information that was in the radiograph.
3: Hey, this sounds like big stuff.
1: Well, maybe yes, maybe not. What
3: do you mean, maybe not? Well,
1: I'm asking some funny things in this business, Jim. It might be a legitimate tip, or it might be the work of a publicity hound, or a practical joker, or even a crackpot. Oh. But we've got to follow up just in case, so hop on down to Pierre like a good fella. You'll meet Lois there.
3: Hey, what's the idea? Don't you think I can handle this alone without Miss Lane? Oh,
1: Sure you can, Jim. But if the story is as big as somebody wants us to believe, we can
3: use two reporters on a job. Oh, well. All right, get going, Jim. You'll have to hustle. to we'll be there on time. Okay, Mr. Ken, I'm on my way. Oh, Oh, Jim, what in the world?
4: Took you so long. My cab got stuck in the traffic. Listen, what here? What about this big story? Huh. so far I haven't even seen anything that looks like a small story. You have? No, and I've been here since the eastern clean dock. That was over half an hour ago, and most of the passengers have already left the ship. Oh, well, well, gee whiz,
3: Mr. Kent got a radio break
4: and a phone call. I and... know, and so apparently did every other newspaper in Metropolis. They did, huh? Sure, look around you. There's terrible of the Blade and there's Whistler of the Journal oh. Thompson and Natalie of the Times and Harry Muldoon of the Gazette
3: Shucks Mr. Ken must have been right
4: What do you mean? Well,
3: he said the tips might have come from some publicity hound or a practical joke hey, Wait Jim
4: there comes the captain down the gangplank and that one with him looks familiar She does Who is she? Well I, I can't quite recognize her from here but she's probably some big shot traveling in Cometo, and uh oh the other reporters have spotted too You wait here Jim I'll have a look Okay let me know if she's anybody you
1: bet. Mm-hmm. Well, I say Would you be been here so a
3: Well, yes, Mister.
1: Just hold this package for me until I get back, will you? I must make a phone call. Yes.
3: That's good, chap. But
1: good luck. Put it in your pocket. It's quite valuable.
3: I'll be right back. Wait a minute. Why can't you put it in your own pocket, Mister? Be right back. But I won't be here long. Hey. Tucked
2: into the crowd. What goes on here?
4: Jim, where have you been? That kid was a phony and I was looking all over the pier for you. Oh, Miss Lane, I... Well, why didn't you say where I left you? Well, I... You see... The, the woman who's the captain that scored down the gang was Estelle Winston, the ex-movie queen. She and her press agent brings up the radiograms of the newspapers and the phone calls of the publicity stunt to get all the reporters down here because Estelle wants to make a comeback in pictures. How do you like that? All the reporters are furious. Mm-hmm. I wonder where he went. Where who went? Well, who are you looking for? A man who left a little package with me. What? He said he was just going
3: to make a phone call and would we'll be right back. But he didn't come back and I haven't been able to find him. Jimmy, what man are you talking about? I don't know who he is, Miss Lane. He's tall and thin and, and dressed real sharp. You say he, he left a package with you? Right. got it in my pocket. See, here it is. Well, what is it? I don't know. Said it was valuable and for me to hold it while he went to make a phone call. A stranger left a valuable package with you? Uh-huh. What was the idea? Why couldn't you take it with him? An I asked him that, but he rushed off without answering. That's strange.
4: How long ago was, it was
3: About 20 minutes ago, right after you left
4: me. Well, he'd have plenty of time to make a call and get back. Sure, yeah. I can't figure it out. Look, is there a name or address on the parcel? Uh-uh, nothing. It is strange. Well, we can't stand around here all day, Jim. We've got to get back to the office. We'll find a dark official or law, police officer. Leave the package with him. Come on. No, we can't do that, Wayne.
3: Why not? We don't even know the man's name. Oh, but... We might have a hard time locating him and getting it back. That's right. Let's see the thing, Jim. Wait. Let's get out of this mob first. Come on.
4: Okay, this is good enough, Jim. Now, let's see the package. Here. Wrapped in a sort of metallic oil skin. <laughs> Rather heavy, too. Look, I hate to do this, Jim, but I think we'd better open it. There may be a name or address inside. Oh, we can't do that. It's not our pack. I realize that, but we can't wait here all day for your friend to come back, either. If he is coming back, we'll do it at the office. Oh, I know, but... Now, if there is a name and address inside, your troubles are over. Otherwise, we'll put an ad in the lost and found column of the planet requesting your trusting friend to call for his parcel. Does that sound all right? Well, I guess so. Most of the package seems to be oil skin wrapping. There, it's just about all unwound. Now, we'll see... Well I've all looked
2: here.
3: They're nothing but a lot of dirty little stones. That's right and, and pieces of broken glass. What is this? Oh.
1: Perplexed, Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane stare at the strange contents of the little oil-skin packet. What does this mean? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Reporters Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen have left the city pier, and in a taxi cab are en route to the Daily Planet along River Drive. In Jimmy's pocket is the oilskin packet which the unknown man had left with him.
4: Well, it's a good thing I showed up, Jim. Yeah. You'd still be standing on the pier waiting for that practical joker to come back for his valuable collection of stones and broken glass. Of all the corny jokes. And I fell for it. Well, don't feel too happy, Jim. I was taken for a ride today, too. Huh? What do you mean? Well, have you forgotten the phony tips about the terrific story that was going to break when the Eastern Queen docked today? Oh, yeah. it sure has been a profitable morning, hasn't it? And how. I could just as well have taken the morning off and gone to the hairdresser. Look out, driver. What's the matter? Hey. The starting what's the idea? Can't you see where you're going? Whew. Hey, Rather, for a minute there, I thought we were going to crack up. Did I... What are all those guys getting out of the car for? Now,
1: help.
3: listen, you guys. Shut
1: up, you. Oh, keep keep moving, Shorty.
3: Okay. look. They've got guns. Good heavens.
6: Okay, kid, get out. What? You mean me? Yeah,
2: you. Come on out. What? Get out what? of, of- here. Get, 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 get,
1: get him alone. Lydia. You'll get it.
2: What
1: do you want from me? The stuff slip the end Okay, let's go, boys. Now, wait a
3: minute. What about this? That one in August for a while. no, no,
2: no.
1: Shouting wildly for help, Lois Lane sees the big sedan with Jimmy Olsen, and the captive inside. Roar away! <laughs> Why was Jimmy seized? Who are his captors? And what did they mean when they said somebody called the Count and slipped something to him on the pier? Could they mean the apparently worthless stones and glass in the oilskin package? <laughs> There are thrills, mystery, and excitement ahead, fellows and girls. So don't fail to be with us tomorrow when we bring you chapter two of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure <laughs> Serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird.
2: It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman.
1: Strange visitor from... Planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman searches desperately for Jimmy Olsen, a man called the Count laughed at the impending fate of the young cub reporter. <laughs> I'd give a century note if I could see Nick Grease's face when he finds out what happened, Harry. Me too, cop. But what
6: about that kid Olson or whatever his name is? What'll be with him?
1: I can't answer that question, Harry.
7: Because I don't know what happens to a person after he stops living.
1: <laughs> Gang, suppose you were walking down the street one day loaded down with a dollar you'd earned and suddenly a stranger comes up to you and gives you the glad hand and makes a proposition. For one dollar, one small dollar, the tenth part of ten dollars, he says, I'll sell you this beautiful box I have in my hand. You look and you see it's a big, interesting-looking box, and all nicely wrapped up in red, white, and blue trimmings. Only hitch is you can't see what's inside. Now, honestly, would you give that guy your hard-earned buck for a fancy package that contains you don't know what? Well, you'd need your head examined if you did. Because only a sucker would buy a package without opening it up and seeing what's inside first. Now, ideas are pretty much like packages. And people are always trying to sell you ideas, which all too often are wrapped up in such fancy trimming that you can't see what you're buying. Also, more often than not, their favorite colors are red, white, and blue. Well, don't you be fooled, gang. Don't fall for this old dodge. Be smart enough to examine each idea for what it's worth. Inspect it carefully and evaluate it before you accept it. For you know that no matter how beautifully an idea is wrapped up in patriotic lingo, it isn't patriotic. It isn't American if it's designed to make you think one man is better than another because of his race, religion, or where his people came from. It isn't American if you stop a man from speaking his mind just because you don't happen to agree with him. So always take a good look at the inside of an idea, boys and girls, and never mind the outside wrapping. See if what it really means is worth believing in. Then buy it. And now, the adventures of Superman. In response to a frantic phone call from reporter Lois Lane, Clark Kent, who is Superman, speaks to a little drugstore in uptown Metropolis near the city docks. There he was stunned to hear Lois, white-faced and trembling, announce...
4: They took Jimmy away, Clark. They took him away. Who
1: took Jim away, Lois? What are you talking Some about? Some men in a
4: car. They had guns. And they crowded our taxi to the curb and, and pulled Jim out. What? Then they slugged our driver and forced Jim into their car and they drove away with him. Great, Scott. I'm so worried. Wait,
1: now, wait a minute, Lois. Don't go to pieces. Oh, I'm Where, who were these men?
4: Why did they do it? I don't know who they were, but I, I think they wanted that package that man gave to Jim on the pier.
1: What man gave Jim what package?
4: And they looked to see if it was in his pocket and then they... Oh,
1: Clark. Lois, you've got to pull yourself
6: together. I can't
4: I... make or tail of this.
6: All right. Now, what's this package you're talking about?
4: Well, it was on the pier, as to the Eastern Queen dock. Yes? I wasn't there at the moment, but Jim said that a strange man came up to him, pushed a little oil skin package into his hands, and told him to keep it for a while while he made a phone call. He said it was very valuable. Yes, then what? Well, the man didn't come back. And Jim and I had to get back to the office, so we opened the baggage to see if we could find out to whom it belonged. Go on, go on. What was in it? Just a lot of little stones and pieces of broken glass. Stones and broken glass? That's right. I can't understand why those other men would want it enough to to take Jimmy away. Neither can I. Unless... I've already called Inspector Henderson. he said he'd be right down, but he hasn't come yet. Don't worry, he'll be here. What about this car they took Jim away in? What kind was it? It was a big blue sedan. I don't know what... Uh-huh. I tried to get the license number, but well, I... Oh, did you get it? No.
1: Uh-oh.
4: It was mud smeared all over it. I think the first letter was N, but well, i Maybe not your taxi sure. driver
1: got a better look at it. Where is he? He's
4: upstairs in the doctor's office. He was hurt pretty badly. The doctor said he won't be able to answer any questions for a couple of hours. Let's
1: see. Well, which way did the car go with Jim?
4: Uh, north, and then, it, then it's one east, next corner. All right, now listen,
1: Lois. When Inspector Henderson gets here, tell him everything you've told me. Yes. Then call up ba- uh, uh, call up uh, Bruce Wayne and, and tell him, too. Bruce Wayne? Why call that playboy? Oh, never mind. Just do as I say, please. And don't worry. We'll find Jim. Oh,
4: I hope so. Poor kid. Well, here
1: come two police cars now. I'll see you later. Wait a
2: minute, Clark. Where are you going?
1: I'm going to look for Jim my way. Come so on. <gasps> Now, out of Clark Kent's clothes, this is a
6: job for Superman. Big blue sedan, Lois said. Turned east off the river drive. Got to find it. There we are. Now, all set.
2: Up, up, and away! high
1: into the midday sky, Superman begins his search for the blue sedan in which Jimmy Olsen was carried away. Far and wide, he ranges above the network of streets and roads below him, crowded with Traffic. His keen eyes probing every vehicle. Meanwhile, in a midtown hotel room, a thin, sharp-featured, dapperly-dressed man wearing a carnation in his lapel waits impatiently with a companion whom he calls Harry. What's keeping this fence happening? He said he'd be
5: here right away, Count.
1: Well, he'd better hurry. I've got to get out of Metropolis before Nick Greaser catches up with me.
5: Are you sure that was Greaser's mob you saw on the pier today?
1: Of course I am. It's a lucky thing I spotted them from the deck of the ship before I got off. It would have been too bad for me. It sure would. Look, are you positive they fell for your dodge and went after the kid you slipped the phony package to? Sure they did. They were watching me like vultures when I got off the ship. And I made sure they saw me slip the bundle to the kid. Yeah, but... They was... figured he was there to meet me and take the stuff from me just in case I was followed, don't you see? Yeah, but you're not sure, Count. They might have trailed you here and... They hearing... didn't, I tell you. I ducked into the crowd and they let me go. They figured the kid had the stuff, so they wanted him. I was watching from behind a stack of trunks, and when the kid got into a taxi with a girl he called Miss Lane, Grease's mob hopped into their car and followed them.
6: You're absolutely positive?
1: How many times do I have to tell you? They must have waited for the right spot and then grabbed the kid. (laughs) I'd give a century if I could see Nick Grease's face when he opens the package and sees the rocks and busted glass in it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
6: I gotta hand it to you, Count. You played it real smart.
7: Thank you, Harry.
3: What do you suppose will happen to that kid?
7: What do you think?
6: Nick, the Olsen kid had it in his
1: pocket. fine, Bronco, fine. This is what the count slipped to the kid in the pier,
6: huh? That's it. All wrapped up nice. Let's have a look. tip I got says the count was bringing in better than a million bucks in diamonds. A million bucks? Yeah. Now, that does it. Let me see. What the? What's this? Uh, Hey, those ain't diamonds. Just some dirty stones and busted glass. What gives you, Bronco? I don't know, Nick. Oh, you're kidding. You grabbed off the real stuff and slipped this junk in. No, Nick, no. Lord, I know you can't get away with that, Bronco. I'm no, gonna... No, put the ride away, Nick. I didn't do it honest. Come on. Cough up the Count's rocks. I'll blow your head. No, no I tell you. This is the stuff we found. On Olsen, so help me. I never opened the package. Asked the boys. Ask Olsen himself. I never double crossed you, Nick. Never. You know that. There's always a first time. And a last time, too. I didn't, I tell you. Ask anybody. Listen, Nick. The Count must have done this himself. He must have slipped the kid a phony package, see? Then got away with the real stuff while we went after the kid. Get it?
1: just like him to do that. Mm, could be. I'll find out. If he did, it'll be too bad for him and for the Olsen kid, too. Bring Olsen in here, Bronco. Hurry up. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a room in a basement flat in the tenement district of Metropolis, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen stands before Nick Greaser. A short, swarthing man, almost as broad as he is tall, with a flattened nose, wide, flat lips, and the small, glittering eyes of an angry pig. The big man called Bronco stands beside Jimmy, his huge hand gripped in the reporter's coat collar. Take a look at this, Junko. It's in stones, hunks of busted glass. Is this what the cunt slipped to you on up here?
3: Who's the count? And who are you? And what's the idea? Yeah, cut it out, you're But, what I... Let him
6: alone,
1: Bronco. Now, talk up, Olsen. Is this what the Count gave you or ain't it?
6: I don't know who the Count is, but... He don't know who the Count is. Why, are you... Hey, don't let me
3: go. I again. said lay off him, Bronco. Uh, okay.
6: Talk fast, Olsen, or you'll be awful sorry. Now, is this what the Count gave you? I
3: tell you, I don't know any Count.
6: No, huh?
3: But if you mean the man who gave me the packets to hold on the pier while he went to telephone... This is what was in it.
6: It is, huh? Didn't I tell you, Nick? You said I double-crossed you. Well, it was the Count put one over on us. So that's the
3: answer. Look, what's this all about? What's the idea of holding me up and bringing me here? I'm a newspaper reporter, and you better... Shut up!
6: You and the Count were smart, but not smart enough. We got you, see? And you're going to help us nail the Count and the diamonds. Where is he?
3: Who? Oh, the Count, of
6: course. Where is he hiding out?
3: Oh, I know. I don't know him. I don't. I never saw him before. Came up to me on the pier and asked me to mind the package while he made I don't believe
6: you sure he's lying, but you're wasting time. Let him go, I said.
3: I'm not lying. I never saw him before.
6: Look, Olson. You see this gun?
3: Yeah. What about
6: it? It's pointed right at you, see? And it goes off when I finish counting to three. Unless you tell me where the count is. <laughs>
1: His eyes wide, Jimmy also sees Nick Grease's stubby finger tighten around the trigger of the revolver and realizes there is no way for him to make Grease believe he is not a confederate of the man called the Count. (coughs) Superman and the police are searching desperately for Jimmy, but so far only the Count knows where he is. And the Count is perfectly content with the situation as it is. Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 3 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman
0: Adventure Studio, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
1: the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, a man named Nick Greta points a revolver at cub reporter Jimmy Olsen and delivers an ultimatum. I'm going to give you till I count three to tell me where that count is, Olsen. If you don't tell me what I want to know... I'll pull the
3: trigger. But
2: but, I don't know where it is. One. I never saw him before today. Two. Listen. Please listen to me.
1: Well, gang, as you know, Tony Zale knocked out Rocky Graziano in the third round of their (laughs) bout last week, which is another way of saying that Tony Zale is middleweight champion of the world once again, after losing his championship to Rocky Graziano last year. At that time, Zale took such a beating that the referee had to stop the fight. But Tony Zale is a game fighter, and he came back to win again. What's more, although Zale is 34 years old, a pretty advanced age for a boxer, he proved his superiority to the younger Graciano in this fight. For Rocky is what we call a one-handed fighter. Zale, on the other hand, uses both fists and uses them well. Then, too, Zale is a boxer as well as a puncher, while Graziano can only punch. Net result, Tony Zale is middleweight champion of the world, all of which proves that to be a winner, you must be a boxer as well as a hitter. Because when you're up against the rope, you may be able to punch your way out of it. But if you're a clever boxer, you'll never let yourself get in that spot to begin with. Now, sometimes people and nations, like prize fighters, get themselves in bad spots and have to punch their way out. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they lose. But smart people and smart nations know enough to avoid a slugfest whenever they can. They'd rather not take any chances of becoming punchy. They know that the one who uses his brains to look ahead can keep out of real trouble and never get his back against the ropes. And that's why the nations of the world have banded together in the United Nations. So that people, no people, need ever fear an international chaos. And now, the adventures
2: of Superman.
1: When a man whom Jimmy Olsen had never seen before thrust a small oilskin package into the Cub reporter's hands on the city pier and asked him to guard it while he made a telephone call, he deliberately involved the young Cub reporter in a strange and perilous adventure. Because the mysterious man, known only as the Count, was using Jimmy to decoy a gang of criminals who knew that the Count had more than a million dollars worth of diamonds in his possession. Believing the Count had slipped the diamonds to Jimmy, the gang seized the Cub reporter and him to their headquarters, a basement flat in the tenement district. But when Nick Guisa, their leader, opened the package which the Count had given to Jimmy, he found in it only stones and broken glass. Believing that Jimmy and the Count were confederates and that they had conspired to trick him, Guisa pointed a revolver at Jimmy and demanded that he reveal the
3: Count's whereabouts.
1: This is your last chance, Holton. Talk or I'll shoot.
3: I, I told you the truth. But if you won't believe me... Go ahead and shoot.
1: What are you waiting for, Nick? Let him have it. Shut up, Uncle. You got nerve, and I got to hand it to you.
3: Thanks.
1: You got brains, too. You knew I wouldn't knock you off till I found out where the count went with them diamonds, didn't you?
3: You mean you... You weren't going to shoot me?
1: Didn't I say you were smart. Figure it out.
3: I, I don't know what you mean. Listen, mister, I don't know what this is all about. You I don't wish you... why you... Lay off, Bronco.
1: Look, Olsen, I like guys who got nerve and who got brains, too, See? And I like to, even if you did put up this job on me with the cops.
3: But I didn't. I tell
1: you, I now look. I wouldn't like for nothing to happen to you. See, I'd like for you to walk out of here nice and healthy. And I'd like for you to say, "Nick Greasy is my pal." You mean
3: you're going to let me go? Sure I am. I oh, gee, thank as you. As soon as I... you
1: tell me where your pal is coming. Oh.
3: Well, I don't know where he is. Now I'm listen. For the fiftieth time, I tell you, I never saw him before. He just came up to me on the pier and asked me to hold a package for him while he made a phone call. Oh, how long
6: are you going to let this pump give us the
1: runaround, Nick? He's all done running us around, Bronco. I'm through, true fool. Running.
3: I'm not giving you any runaround. I told you the truth. I never saw that man before. I don't know anything about any diamonds. I'm a newspaper. Shut agenda.
2: up. Why, you...
1: you think I was born yesterday? I'll give you a chance. I was even going to let you go as soon as we caught up with the count.
6: But you don't want it that way. You want it the hard way. Okay, so that's the way you're going to get it. Are you talking, Nick? You'll talk, all right before we get done with you. Only then, you ain't gonna be able to walk out of here. You'll have to be carried out. Okay, Bronco. Take him out and go to work on them. Oh, here you are, Clark. Where have you
4: been?
2: Where
1: do you suppose, Lost? Looking for Jim, of course.
4: Oh, well, did you... No, I
1: haven't been able to find a trace of him.
4: Oh, dear, the police haven't either. I just talked to Inspector Henderson. Yeah,
1: I know. I've just come from police headquarters. Hello, please come into my office, Lois, will you? I want to talk to
4: you. Poor Jimmy. What are we going to do about him, Clark? I'm just crazy with worry. Yeah, that doesn't help. we we'll have to keep our heads.
1: Now, tell me, did you call back... Uh, did, did you call Bruce Wayne as I asked you to?
4: Yes, but that isn't going to help any either.
1: What can that boy do? That playboy, as you call him, may be able to do a great deal. The case is right up his alley. What do you mean? Well, look, if I'm right, and I think I am, Jim was used as a decoy to draw an underworld gang away from someone who had to get away with something. Now, Bruce Wayne happens to know a great deal about the underworld. Hey,
4: you said Jim was used as a decoy? That's right. Well, what do you mean?
1: Remember how some man came up to Jim on the pier and asked him to hold a little package for him while he made a telephone call? Yes, yes. Well, that... I think that fellow was a smuggler who had just stepped off the boat. What? He saw some men he didn't want to see, realized they were after... Whatever he had brought in, oh, so he made a show, slipping a package to Jim. Oh, dear. See, he knew the men were watching him and would believe Jim now had the stuff, whatever it was, and would go after him. You get it? Yes,
4: but, well, there was nothing but a lot of worthless junk in that package. I know. Stones and broken glass. Yes, but
1: don't you see, that was our man's trick. He did that to make the fellows who were waiting for him think the real stuff, whatever it was, was in the package he gave Jim.
4: Oh, and while they went after Jim, the man would had slipped in the phony package escaped with the real thing. Exactly.
1: Of course, it's only a hunch, Lois, but I'm pretty sure it's a good one.
4: Well, but even if you're right, Clark, what are we going to do? We don't know who any of these men are, what they did with Jim. Now,
1: that's what I'm hoping Bruce Wayne can find out for us. You see, he and Rob... Uh, I mean, uh, just... That's my phone. Hello? Yes, this is Cam. Who's... Oh, hello, Batman. Batman? Listen, did you... Batman? What? You did? Well, I... Sure, you bet I can. In two shakes, just tell me where they are. It, just a second, the Blue Front Cafe? Sure, I know where that is. Right, I'll be there before
4: you can say you know what. So long. What did Batman want with you, Clark? And he has a clue that may lead us to Jim. He has? Uh huh. And he wants me but to get how right. Does, to... How does Batman know about Jim? Huh? Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah,
1: that is strange, isn't it? Well... Yeah, well, we, we'll figure that out some other time. I, I've got to meet him right away. I'll see you later, Lord. Wait
5: a minute, Clark. I'll go along. No, 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 not this time. Keep your fingers crossed. So long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can change in this storm. Good old Batman. I knew he and Robin had come through. Blue Front Cafe, he said. Well, I can be there in a jiffy as Superman. There we are. All set. Just raise this window.
2: Now, up, up, and away! Oh, that's funny
1: the Blue Front Cafe, but I don't see Batman around. Robin either. You'll ask the cashier. Uh, pardon me, I had an appointment to meet Batman here. Did you by any Did chance? You say? Uh, Batman. My name is Clark. All right, Evan. But distinctly said the Blue Front Cafe. I had the impression that he was calling
4: from here. No, I didn't. No, Batman. I said. But if you. Never I,
1: puzzled, Clark Kent steps away from the cashier's cage and looks again over the restaurant, filled with unsavory-looking characters, obviously denizens of the Underworld. What has happened to Batman? And now, back to the adventures of Superman! <laughs> Announcing that he had a clue to the missing Jimmy Olsen, the famous Batman phoned Clark Kent and asked him to meet him at the Bluefront Cafe, a restaurant frequented by members of the Underworld. But when Kent arrived there, he could not find his friend. Now as Kent stands at one side of the restaurant, an elderly stupid old waiter, shirt sleeves and soiled apron, emerges through the swing doors from the kitchen, a tray of food in his hands. As he approaches Kent, he pauses and speaks to him swiftly, furtively, hardly moving his lips. Still looking for Batman? Why, yes, gosh I... not so loud. What's your name? Clark Kent. Okay, you now what... get this. Batman couldn't wait for you. Something happened. What is it, man? What?
6: Don't talk. They're watching me. Who's watching you down. Order something.
5: I'll be back in a minute. I don't like the sound of this.
2: Uh What Chris! the? Chris! The waiter! He's been shot! <laughs>
1: Through the dimly lit, smoky atmosphere of the Underworld Cafe, Clark Kent perceives that the widow who had just talked with him lies slumped on the floor, shot before he could reveal the message left by Batman. What has happened to Batman and Robin? What can Superman do now to find Jimmy Olsen without a clue even to the whereabouts of his friends? There's a thriller minute in tomorrow's exciting episode, gang, so don't miss it, whatever you do. Just be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 4 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of
2: Superman.
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater.
0: Behold! Ooooooo, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises and not open your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy, uh-huh. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Woo! To the Loot with, today, huh? with starting as large as 11 level nights per month, Those are box just about for all collectors To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: ...than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Superman! <laughs> Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, disguised as Clark Kent, Superman is about to receive important information from a waiter in a restaurant when there is a dramatic interruption. Batman was supposed to meet me here, waiter. Do you know where Batman he might have... Co- couldn't wait for you, Mr. Candy? You found out... Uh, what? Where did Batman? Don't talk. What's the matter?
6: I'm being watched. Why? You sit down at a table like you just came in for something to eat. Oh, wait a minute. I'll be all right back. No, wait. Wait,
5: the I... Dickens has eaten him. That's funny. I don't
1: like this, but I guess I'll have
5: to... What? What the... Great Scott!
2: That waiter that just spoke to me! He's been shot!
1: June is busting out all over. Yes, boys and girls, the Goonie season is here. Most everybody forgives wacky doings, absent-mindedness, and acute laziness when spring fever strikes. Wherever
5: you look, grown-ups and kids alike are suffering from severe attacks of at June. And they're
1: easy to spot, too. For instance, here are some of the symptoms of spring fever. There's a heaviness of the hands that makes it virtually impossible to open a school book after three o'clock in the afternoon. There's a sudden crick in the neck that makes it necessary to turn the head only toward the window when in school. Naturally, once having taken that position, the afflicted when gazes out of the aforementioned window, thus considerably irritating the teacher who would like all attention directed at her. But naturally, the crick in the neck prevents this. Then there's a great deal of stiffness in the joint. And to treat this, Most boys and girls run around the diamond, referred to in medical journals as rounding the bases. This is found to be most helpful. And finally, spring fever brings along with it a feeling of good-natured friendliness toward everybody. Yes, even toward the character who lives down the block. And in this season, we feel particularly sorry for those people who aren't friendly, who hate without rhyme or reason, or who are scornful of others because of their race or religion. Because these people are missing out on the wonders of June. They're missing out on the pleasures of spring fever. Why? Because they haven't the nature to appreciate them. So, sniff that sweet air and pass that baseball, brother. Summer is here! And now, the adventure of Superman! When a clever underworld character known as the Count disembarked from a ship in Metropolis with a fortune and diamonds hidden on his person, he saw several gangsters waiting on the pier. Realizing they intended to relieve him of his diamonds, the Count made up a dummy package and thrust it into the hands of Cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, who was at the pier to Cub's paper store. Believing the dummy package contained the diamonds, the gangsters seized Jimmy and took him to their headquarters. But when their leader, Nick Greaser, discovered that the package contained only stones and broken glass, he flew into a rage and accused Jimmy of conspiring with the Count to trick him. And he demanded that Jimmy tell him where the Count was or die. (laughs) Meanwhile, another startling development occurred at the Blue Front Cafe, a hangout of the Underworld. The police ambulance has just pulled away from the crowded curb, and Clark Kent, who is Superman, has directed a taxi driver to follow the ambulance. But as Kent steps into the cab, Lois Lane, reporter for the Daily Planet, beats in after him and slams the door. Hey, wait a minute,
4: this cab is... Te- What's the... Lois! Hello, Clark. Well, where did you come from? The office. I followed you here. You... you, you followed me? Why, yes. What's so shocking about that?
1: Well, uh... uh... How could you? Well,
4: easy. I heard you say you were going to meet Batman at the Blue Front Cafe, so I grabbed a cab and rushed out here. Oh. Oh, (laughs) I see. Tell me what happened, Claude. Where's Batman? Oh, brother, I wish I knew. What? I thought he told you to meet him at the cafe. He did. He found out something about Jim. That's right. That's what he said.
7: When I got there, man was gone.
4: Gone? Yeah. Good heavens, where'd he go?
7: told you, I don't know
1: waiter heard me inquiring for him and took me off to one side. Yes, yes. He tried to tell me something. Apparently, Batman had left a message with him for me. Oh, well... Wait a minute, the... wait a minute. Wait, I'll tell you. Well, the waiter could tell me what Batman had said. He was shot.
4: Oh, no. And, who shot him? I didn't
1: see who did it Poor fellow Eddie, his name is. That's the waiter. He's in that police ambulance just ahead. Good heavens, is he... Is he... Oh, no, no. He's alive all right. Nearly as I could make out, he wasn't too seriously injured. Oh, good. Then he can talk. Well, not at the moment. He's unconscious. Just hoping he'll be able to talk soon and tell me where Batman and Jim are. Oh,
4: if only he can.
1: Well, we'll find out right away, Lois. Just as soon as we get to the hospital. How is he, Doctor? He'll be all right, Mr. Kent. The wound isn't serious. Oh, that's fine.
4: Wonderful. Can we talk to him now? Yeah.
1: Afraid not, Miss Lane. But
4: you said the wound wasn't serious.
1: It isn't, but the patient is an elderly man. Oh, you know, and he's suffering from shock. Oh, yes, of course. Well then, wh- when will we be able to see him, Doctor? Yes,
4: Doctor, it's terribly important. Well,
1: perhaps in an hour or so. I'll let you know.
4: Thank, Thank you Doctor. very much, Doctor. Thank you. <laughs>
1: As Clark Kent and Lewis Lane wait anxiously in the hospital to question the injured waiter, Jimmy Olsen, his freckled face bruised, his hair and collar disarranged, is held in the brutal grip of Bronco, a vicious thug, who pushes him into the basement room where the chunky, swarthy Nick Breezer waits, a scowl on his dark face. Get
2: in there, your thing. hands off me, you, you big He'll
3: oh, pay for this, and so will you, mister. Shut up.
1: Well, Bronco, did he tell you what count is? Uh,
6: no, Nick. And what did you bring him in here for? Well, Nick, look. I, Take him I, back
1: I, and work on him some more. But till he
6: talks. What? Look. Shut up,
1: Uncle. Got to find the count before he unloads them diamonds. This kid can tell us where he is. Now go on. We'll come over again. No. And don't bring him back until he
6: talks. But
3: well, I can't tell you anything about that man. I, I never saw him before. Honest, I did. You're lying.
1: You do know the count. You're one of his
6: mom. No, no.
3: I swear that's not true.
6: Nick, I, uh, I kind of think he's telling
1: the truth. Who are you? I do the thinking around here, and I say he knows what the count is. Now take him back and get it out of him. And I don't care how you do it, but make it back.
6: Okay, Nick. You're the boss. I'm on you no. no, wait. I'm going to go of me, will
3: you? Yeah.
6: Wait, Bronco. See who that is. Okay, Nick. You stay where you are, Olsen. Who is it? It's me, Danny. Hurry up. Let me in. What's
1: up, Danny? Where's Nick? Hey, Nick, Shut up, Danny? Batman and Robin just blocked up the street.
6: Batman and Robin? Yeah. They jumped out
1: of their car and started back this way. oh Creepers. Them guys are boys.
6: Yeah, you shut it. From
3: me. Now you guys will get it. Shut up, Olson. Danny,
1: shut this kid in the back room and keep him. You understand? Yeah, sure, sure.
6: All right, come punk. Move. Move, I said. Go have they you got your here. gun, he's Bronco? Yeah, you and Nick. Stand
1: by the door. If Batman and Robin come in here, let them have it.
6: They're bad medicine. They're the boys are upstairs. Make I'm going to call them. Watch the door now. Yeah, okay. Hurry up, Nick.
1: Take it easy. Yeah, Send the boys down here, Sally. Batman and Robin are on their way. I've into the basement room like angered tigers, Batman and Robin close with Nick Grease and the burly broco. As Danny, the third gangster, comes charging in from the rear with gun drawn. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Diving through the window into Nick Grease's basement headquarters where Jimmy Olsen is being held a prisoner, Batman and Robin comes to Grease and his burly <laughs> follower Bronco.
2: Yeah, this is take care
1: you big boy! Oh!
2: I'll give you a hand with Grapey, Robin. Don't uh, bother, fat man. This goose is good. Nice going, Robin. Yeah.
1: And look out behind you. Oh, another lad with a gun, eh? Huh? I didn't, I didn't have him. Him. take this. Give oh. me Well, Robin, that's that. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, so- listen reinforcement's coming. Yeah, we better pick up Jim Olsen and scram. Here I am,
3: Batman. Jim! Jim. Boy, you sure wiped up the floor with these rats. Hey, no a... time for chit chat now, Jim. We've got to get out of here. Come on, fellas. We'll go out the back door. Come on, Jim. Okay, Robin. Wait, Jim, Robin. That's the back door. And just in time, there's a whole army behind us. Of... Here, I'll open it. <laughs> What's the matter, Batman? <laughs> the door open? I can't. and there's no key. Christopher Columbus. And it's a steel door. No windows back here, Abe.
2: We... We're... T-
1: Their escape blocked. The dynamic duo of Batman and Robin and Jimmy Olsen can only stand by helplessly as Nick breathes armed mobsters bear down on them. Unarmed, heavily numbered, this looks like a hopeless position for even Batman and Robin as Superman, waiting at the hospital, is still unaware of his friend's predicament. What will happen? There's excitement and many more thrills in tomorrow's smashing episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 5 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyright feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure serials to be shown at your local movie theater.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman is unaware that, trapped in Greta's basement headquarters, his friends Batman, Robin, and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen are in peril of their lives. Come on out, Batman! Oh, black, you! I think he means business, Batman. You bet he does, Robin, and he's got a dozen gorillas guns to back him up. Oh, gosh, what do we do? Let's face it, Jim. Unless a miracle occurs in the next few seconds, we're done for. 322 years ago, gang, a fellow named Peter Minuet was doing some trading with the American Indians. He was swapping beads for corn and money for blankets when the Indians, a little short on cash offered to throw in an island of theirs called Manhattan into the deal in return for $24. Peter Minuit consulted with his friends to make sure he wasn't overpaying and finally agreed to buy Manhattan. But he never dreamed that the pretty little island would someday grow into one of the greatest cities in the world with monumental skyscrapers, subways, and stores, and that the empty fields would one day house millions of people and become headquarters for the United Nations. How could he know that what he had bought for $24 would develop into the tremendous metropolis of New York City? and that it would be the result of many people working side by side, all kinds of people. Yes, New York City as we know it today is the result of the work of the Dutch who first settled here, of the English and French who came not much later, of the Protestants, Catholics, and Jews who had fled to the New World to escape religious persecution. It was the work of the American Negroes who came in slavery but remained to build freedom. Italians, Hungarians, Swedes, Irish, Russians, Slovaks, Chinese, millions and millions of people from the four corners of the world, of all colors and religions and nationalities who came to Peter Minuit's little island. They came in their labor, their ideas, and their devotion. And they created a miracle. Yes, gang, all these people working together transformed a grassy little island into New York City, capital of the world. And now, the adventures of Superman! When an underworld character known as the Count thrust a small package into cub reporter Jimmy Olsen's hands on the city pier and then disappeared, he placed Jimmy in great danger because gangsters who knew that the Count was carrying a fortune in diamonds thought he had slipped them to Jimmy. Seeing <laughs> the young reporter, they took him to Nick Greta, their leader, who discovered, to his dismay, that the package in Jimmy's possession contained only stones and broken glass. Then, convinced that Jimmy had conspired with the Count to trick him, Greta threatened the young reporter with death unless he revealed the Count's hideout. The opportune arrival of Batman and Robin saved Jimmy momentarily. But then, several more of Grease's armed men poured into the basement headquarters. And when our three friends attempted to retreat through the rear door, they found it locked. <laughs> As we continue now, Batman, Robin, and Jimmy are barricaded behind the braced door of a small windowless room in the rear of Griesa's basement flat temporarily out of reach of the gangsters who have ordered them to come out or suffer the consequences. Got any bright ideas for getting out of this, Batman? I'm fresh out of ideas, Robin. I was counting on Superman getting here, but...
3: Superman? I... Yes, Jim.
1: I left word for him with Eddie the waiter at the Blue Front Cafe was to tell him where we were. But something must have gone wrong.
3: Gee, Oh, brother, how we could use that big boy now! And how? Look, Batman, how many gorillas has Greasy got out there? Would you say? Oh, Baker doesn't at least, Robin. Oh, gosh, that wouldn't be too many for us to handle, if they didn't have guns. Yeah, if. Stop dreaming, sonny
4: boy. Stop dreaming. We're giving you thirty seconds to open the door and play nice, Batman.
6: Who like we say, nothing will
3: happen to you and Robin. You. We just won't! Try and get him. Come on, take it over. Just have a minute more. We're going to get you! Look, that man. I'm going to open the door. You are. No, no you're are not, not, Jim. Please don't be foolish. Nick's only after me because he thinks I can tell him where the count is. He'll let you two go. Are you kidding? First, we're not
1: handing you over without a fight, Jim. But look, second, he won't let Robin and me off because we can testify that he abducted you. An abduction is punishable by death in this state.
3: Sure, we're all in this leaky boat together, Jim. Hands up, that man. You
1: going to come out? Not a chance.
3: You want us? Come and get it.
2: Okay, you left oh, boy. Come on, boys. let the do it right.
3: Let's Last
1: one. Yeah, look at it, Ben. These are going to get hectic right soon now. Kim, you stay behind us, Robin and me.
3: Nothing doing. I'll fight right up here with you. Don't argue. Who do is Batman, says. Watch
1: it, Robin. Here goes the door.
3: Let
2: her go. I'm ready. This may be
1: our
3: last strap, sonny
1: boy, so let's make it good. Count on me, Jim. That's it, Come Who is? Let's
3: go, Robin. Right, right with you, Patty. Hey, Bobby,
4: Oh, yellow to the core Laid
3: out unconscious on Nick Greaser's floor <laughs>
4: <laughs> We'd be knocked out for good if not for you, Superman And
1: how? Thanks, Superman Yeah, thanks a million oh, Forget it, fellas It was a pleasure I'll call Inspector Henderson And have him send a wagon for Greaser And his sleeping beauty Incidentally, what delays it, chum Didn't Eddie, the waiter at the Blue Front Cafe Give you my message? Yes, just a few minutes ago, Batman A few minutes ago? Mm-hmm You were due at the Blue Front Cafe A couple of hours ago Sure, I was there, all right But so was somebody else What do you mean? Well, apparently somebody found out that Eddie was passing underworld information to you, so... Oh, Hello? I get it. This is Superman. Connect me with Inspector Henderson, please. What happened to Eddie, Superman? Well, just before Eddie could tell me where you fellas were, he was shot. Shot? No. no. Fortunately, he wasn't seriously wounded, but he had to be taken to the hospital. He wasn't able to talk until just a few minutes ago. Oh, I see, but... Oh, wait a minute about that. Hello, Inspector. Yes, Jim's all right. Nick Greaser and his playmates are feeling no pain, though, so if you'll send a wagon down to 1059 Morton Street, it... On the way. How did you know? Oh, Miss Lane called you from the hospital, I see. Well, listen, all you have to do now is find the fellow with the diamonds, the one they call Count. Your case will be What's that? You've got him. The count. The Count. Is that so? I see. Yeah, sure. Batman, I'll hop over there at once. Right. We'll meet you there. So long. What is it, Superman? Yeah, what gives? Henderson says that Captain Donovan of the Detective Bureau has trailed the Count to room six thirty-three at the downtown hotel. Oh boy, it's wonderful. Well, what are you looking so worried about, Superman? Well, Henderson said he just had a phone call from Donovan, who's in the Count's room at the hotel. Something very strange is happening there, which he wants. Oh wait a minute. You come the police now. Jim, you and Robin go back to headquarters with them. Come on, Batman. You and I have to get over to the downtown hotel as fast as I can fly. Now, this is room 621, Batman. The counter is up the hall. Hey, okay. Look, Superman, we mm-hmm. came here so fast, you didn't get a chance to finish telling me what Inspector Henderson told you. Oh, yes, yes. But well, he said uh, Donovan sounded very peculiar on the phone. Peculiar? Yeah. Henderson could hardly make out what he was saying. Donovan kept urging him to get there in a hurry, saying it was unbelievable, fantastic. What's unbelievable and fantastic? Well, the inspector couldn't make it out. But he gathered that Donovan was in some strange and unusual trouble. I don't get it. Neither do I, but we'll find out in a moment. One six thirty two, six thirty three. Here we are. This is the count's room. You're all nuts. What? Great Scott! What's up? You in a moment. Now, look, Batman. <laughs> Great loser. Bursting into the count's hotel room behind Superman, Batman gasps at what he sees. What is it? And now back to the adventures of Superman. In room six thirty three of the downtown hotel, which has been occupied by the mysterious man of the fabulous diamonds known as the Count, Superman and Batman are kneeling beside the tall, heavy set figure of a ruddy faced middle aged man who lies on the floor. His eyes closed. Great Lucifer, Superman! It's, it's Captain Don. That's right, Batman. Feel his heart as he. No, he's alive. All right. Heartbeat is good and strong, but... Oh, heaven. No sign of injury on his body. can't understand what happened to him. Oh, that's easy. This is the Count's room, but the Count isn't here. Which means he managed to knock out Donovan and get away. Oh, I doubt it. Donovan is big, tough, and experienced, and he walked in here with his eyes open. I can't Can't imagine any crook knocking him out and getting away. Well, those things do happen. Besides, there's no lump on his head or bruise or anything. Uh Uh-oh. What's the matter? Look. Look at his forehead. What about Here, wait a minute. I'll brush his hair away. There. Now you see it? Yeah, a round orange mark about the size of a quarter. Uh-huh. Doesn't look like a bruise. No, oh, it isn't a bruise. What is it then? I don't know, but something strange did go on here, Batman. Something very strange that I don't understand. <laughs> Superman and Batman stare down at the round orange mark about the size of a quarter from the forehead of the unconscious detective captain. How did it get there? And what does it mean? What was the unbelievable fantastic development that Captain Donovan tried to tell Inspector Henderson about on the phone? Something bizarre and uncommon which Superman senses but cannot identify. The story has taken a strange new twist, fellas and girls. There's much more excitement and baffling mystery ahead. So be sure to tune in Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 6 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in the DC Superman comic magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Today, Superman and his friend, the famous Batman, find Captain Donovan of the detective bureau unconscious in a hotel room with a strange mark on his forehead. See that mark on his forehead, Batman? Yes. A round orange spot about the size of a quarter. It doesn't look like a bruise, Superman. It isn't a bruise. What is it, then? I don't know, but it indicates that something strange went on here, Batman. Something very strange that I don't understand. (laughs)
7: The other day, I had a dream to end all dreams. In my dream, I saw a famous columnist named Sidney Snigglegrass, Jr., who is rubbing a magic lamp. And as he rubbed that lamp, a gigantic genie suddenly appeared in a puff of smoke. What is thy wish, master? the turban genie asked. And Snigglegrass answered, It is my wish that all people who come to America from foreign countries, or whose parents or grandparents or great-grandparents came from foreign countries, be exiled to some distant spot. Either that or send them back where they came from. And the genie said, I can grant that, wish, master. but there is a law in my land which says that whosoever is sent away from his country and is exiled shall be allowed to take with him whatever he has created. That is, I think, a just law, and if you abide by it, I can grant your desire. That's okay with me, Snigglegrass said. Whatever they'll take with them will be good riddance. And the genie said, So be it, Master. Then a miracle happened. That very instant, a fast fleet of boats and... Barges and ships sprung up from all over, and into them flocked millions and millions of Americans of foreign ancestry. And then they took with them what they had created in America. And Snagelgrass, watching with glee, suddenly felt his blood run cold, for a terrible sight greeted his eyes. A little later, I'll tell you what it was, so just keep listening.
1: And now... The Adventures of Superman! A mysterious man known to the underworld as the Count cleverly used cub reporter Jimmy Olsen as a decoy and escaped from gangsters with a fortune and diamonds. But his ruse almost cost the lives of Jimmy and the famous Batman and Robin. <coughs> Superman rescued his three friends and was then told by police Inspector Henderson to meet him at the downtown hotel where Captain Donovan of the detective bureau had trailed the Count. Arriving at the hotel before Henderson, Superman and Batman entered the Count's room, where they found only Captain Donovan, unconscious on the floor. On his forehead was a strange, round, orange mark, about the size of a quarter. What do you make of this, Superman? I don't know, Batman, but... Uh-oh. What? What's the matter? I've got to get back into Clark Kent's clothes. Inspector Henderson just got out of the elevator. How do you know? Oh, your X-ray vision, eh? Right. Henderson knows me very well as Kent, so... I oh, don't want him to see too much of me as Superman. I'd suspect my double identity. Oh, well, hurry up. I hear
6: his footsteps. <laughs>
2: Jumping to What happened to Donovan?
1: I don't know, Inspector. Kent and I just found him like this. Hmm? Hey, hey! What's this orange mark on his forehead? Well, Batman and I were wondering about that, Inspector. I it. Must... mind your theories now, Kent. Somebody call the hotel desk right away and see if there's a doctor okay, around. Okay, I'll do
2: it.
1: Uh... Oh, Donovan's coming around, Inspector. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Never mind the doctor, Batman. Get some water. Right. Uh, Henderson, call Inspector Henderson. I'm right here, Donovan. Hurry up with that water, please. Right up. Uh... How long have you and Batman been here, Kent? Uh... Not more than five minutes. The diamonds. Keep away. What's that, Duncan? said something about diamonds and keep away. Here's the water, Inspector. Uh, oh, nice. Here, Duncan. Uh, what did uh, you uh, want Something about diamonds. Uh, you uh, You feel better now?
2: Uh, I guess
1: so. Oh, Inspector, I,
2: I wanted easy, to... Boy, uh,
1: easy,
3: boy,
2: easy. Give me
1: your hand with him, Batman. All right. Here,
3: sit him in that chair. Right. i uh, him. All right. I'll get
2: uh, him.
1: Uh, easy, uh, uh, how's it now, Donovan? Uh, a little better. Good, good. Now tell me... Uh... The Count, he got away. Put out an alarm for him. Relax, relax. Like. relax. I've already done that. Uh... Now tell me what happened here, Donovan. Did the Count slug you? No. You are right, uh-huh. He didn't touch then me. Then how did he get away, and what happened to you? I... I don't know, Inspector. You don't know? Well, I do and I don't, but I... I can't make any sense out of it. Now look here, Donovan. Start from the beginning. Yes, sir, but I... I warn you, Inspector, you won't believe it. Well, we'll see. Just start talking. All right.
3: I didn't have too much trouble locating our man
1: after Miss Lane of the Daily Planet remembered that the mobsters who grabbed Jim Olsen had mentioned somebody named the Count. So you traced him here to the downtown hotel, huh? huh? Yes. All right. Now, go on from there, Donovan. Well, I came up here with Sam Nichols of my staff. Yeah? When we got off the elevator, we saw somebody come out of a room at the hall. Uh-huh. From this room it was. He started toward us, and then he saw who we were, and he ducked down the stairs. Who was it? Joe Critcham. What? That crooked jewel fence? Yes. Well, I'll be a monkey. So I told Nick to go after Critchell, and I walked over here, and I rapped on the Count's door. Uh He was playing coy, but when I told him who I was, he opened the door right away, and I went in with my gun in my hand. He was all alone, dressed fit to kill, same old phony English accent, cool as a Well,
3: well, well,
1: if it isn't my old friend, Captain Donovan. That's right, Count. Hi, old chap. Long time no see. No, not since. Last time I put you on the train to the big house, three years ago. Now, now, old boy, must we recall that sordid event? No, all you have to recall is what you smuggled in on the Eastern Queen yesterday, and get it up. Look okay. here, yeah, there must be some mistake, Captain. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, look, Count, let's not waste time. I know those mobs weren't waiting for you up here yesterday to relieve you of your toothbrush. And they weren't after the package of broken glass that you slipped to Jim Olsen, either. I don't follow you at all, old man. No, let me refresh your memory. You know those mobsters followed Olsen and grabbed him just like you figured they would. While you got away with whatever they really wanted. I want to know who they were so I can find Olsen. And I also want the stuff, jewels, probably, if I know you, that you smuggled in on the Eastern Queen. But I didn't smuggle in anything. And I know nothing of mobsters or of this chap Jim Olsen or anything else you're talking about. I tell you, you've made a mistake, Captain. Okay, Count, have it your way, but it's going to go harder on you. Now you just sit down in that chair and don't move when I go over this. What, uh, what happened then, Donovan? Well, I went over this room, Inspector, and I finally found what I wanted in the bathroom. Oh? It was in the water tank. What was it? A lumpy package about ten inches long, Kent. What? It was wrapped in a kind of oiled skin, and yet it, it wasn't really oiled skin. It, it was metallic. Never mind that detail. What was in it? Diamonds, Inspector. Diamonds? And the biggest diamonds I ever saw, about a dozen of them. What? So help me, they were as big as hen's eggs. And though they hadn't been polished, they were still so brilliant, they almost blinded me. Or the light deep inside them did. The light? Yes, there was a kind of change in blue and purple and red light. Huh. And I know quite a bit about diamonds. I never saw any like these before. And there was something like stone or iron clinging to them. Stone or iron? That's right, Kent. But listen to the rest of it. That's what really gets me. I started back into the room here with the diamonds. The Count was sitting in that chair. He started laughing. He? So you found them, eh, Captain? Sure, you should have known that I would, Count. I we in some... Th- 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 What's the matter, Captain? But I uh, I don't know. I feel... Stay in that chair, Count.
7: I certainly will. For the
1: time being... Something's wrong. I, I'm going to... I'm going to call headquarters. Don't move, Count. I, I've got my gun on you. Don't worry, Donovan. I won't move. All the was going with me. I... I just managed to reach the phone and call you, Inspector. I think. When I hung up, I couldn't even sit in the chair anymore. I was that weak. Hey, right, Scott. I just toppled over on the floor, and I I couldn't even close my fingers on My gun when The Count came across the room, rolled up the bundle of diamonds fast with his foot, snapped some rubber bands around it, and put it in his pocket. And then he walked out, huh? Yes, And you passed out. Yeah, I must have.
3: I don't remember any more till I came to just now.
1: Hey, I don't get this. No, neither do I. What are you making of clock? got me baffled. Captain Donovan, you sure the Count didn't touch you? I'm absolutely positive. Well, all I can figure then is that those strange diamonds had something to do with the captain's spell. The diamonds? How could they have anything to do with it, Chief? I don't know, Inspector, but they must have Inspectors, had. Inspectors some... I am yeah, what's the matter, uh, I'm he's Passing out of Grab the mark. I
6: got him. Donovan.
1: Yeah. Donovan. Donovan! Lacey's out. cold. Hey, what's going on hey, here? Clark. Inspector. Look, well, what is it? That round orange mark on Donovan's forehead. Wait, Scott. It's grown as big as a half dollar. Eyes <laughs> uh, wide. Clark Kent, Batman, and Inspector Henderson stare down at the unconscious detective captain and at the strange orange disc-like mark on his forehead, which now has grown to almost twice its original size. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! Yeah. <laughs> captain Donovan of the Metropolis Detective Bureau has just lost consciousness again, and Clark Kent and Batman are placing him on the couch as Inspector Henderson speaks to the telephone, which rings before he can pick it up. Hang up, please, whoever you are. This is. Police Inspector Henderson, and there's a. What? Oh, Healy, yeah. Listen. What? What then? And again. What is. What? I can't believe it. Look, look, Healy, get over here at once with an ambulance. Right. Yeah, I'll look into it. What happened, Inspector? You're white as a sheet. Listen to this. Three people have just been reported mysteriously stricken unconscious, and each one of them has a round orange spot on his forehead just like Donovan. Three more people, three and Captain Donovan, unconscious, with strange orange marks on their foreheads. No wonder Clark Kent, Batman and Inspector Henderson stand as if stunned, trying to understand this amazing occurrence. What does it mean? Kent, for an answer, suggested that the Count's smuggled diamonds might be responsible. But how could that be? And what will happen next? A lot more happens in tomorrow's exciting episode, gang. So don't fail to listen. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 7 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures
2: of Superman.
7: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine that is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same
1: time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local
7: movie
2: theater.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes.